Welcome to Rona Geek Official Podcast Episode 8. This is Alex, one of your hosts and also our co-host. Oh yeah, that's me, Rob. It's Rob. Yeah. He's here. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, that's me. Surprise, surprise. Rob as the, as the secondary host. Rob the Robot. He's actually the Rob. Robot. Yeah, he's, he's actually Rob the Robot from the original NES. That would be weird. I think that that infringes You've just there. turned into a man. You've morphed into a man. <laughs> You're the grown-up version. All right. Yeah. I can dig it. Yep. All right. Let's do this. Oops. Sorry. I've... He's got he's got the really nice chair too. I oh, do. Man. Have... Oh, it was like stuck. Yeah, it's like this table's <laughs> gravity. It's the only pull. chair with wheels. Is okay. The, well, it's carpet. What do you want from me? In the distant future, we'll be on a two microphone setup. So I look forward to that time. It'll be a good time. Yeah. So it'll I be. It'll, it'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. Getting back to it, starting with the correction from last week, I incorrectly claimed that the Han Solo crossover in the comic was actually a crossover with Marvel and Alpha Flight. I was wrong. You mentioned the Indy and Han Solo crossover, which is actually accurate, and it was made by Dark Horse Comics. Yes. Not by Marvel. Right, right. And uh, what I was doing is conflating the fact that Chewbacca ultimately becomes to the natives who killed Han Solo. He ultimately becomes the the story of the Sasquatch or like the legend of the Sasquatch, right? right? I was conflating that with the actual, the Sasquatch character from Alpha Flight in the Marvel Universe. That's too bad too, because that would have been great. Yeah, so I crossed wires. That being said, that being said, we did kind of talk about Deadpool 3 speculation. And there was a lot. There was a lot of speculation we're throwing out there about what we think it should include. The fact that Disney kind of owns everything now, yeah. uh, or in the very near future, uh, help that along. So what I did is I actually did go on Twitter, like I said I would on the Ronan Geek official uh, podcast Twitter, and uh, and I posted to anyone who would listen. Well, I tagged David Leach and Ryan Reynolds in it. So here I'll give the synopsis of what I recommended, and you can tell me if you think this is sufficient. So at Van City Reynolds, so this is Ryan Reynolds. So for my Deadpool three wish list, uh, movie starts with black and white old school horror sequence. UFO lights flash through the trees in the woods. Uh, sound builds and UFO enters view. A crash is clearly imminent. UFO crashes and music builds. Emerging from the top of the UFO, a large hairy creature. As the smoke clears from the crash, we see it's holding the body of a man in, quote, Han Solo-style garb. The creature cries out, and as the smoke clears, we see the, cr- the crash ship is the Millennium Falcon. The creature is the mighty Chewbacca. Fade to black. New scene in present day. X-Force is recruited by Professor X to investigate an up-and-coming mutant-led group in Canada. Alpha Flight. X shows Deadpool and Teen Grainy videos and the Patterson footage, uh, claiming they have recruited the quote-unquote Sasquatch. The mission? To learn if this new team is malevolent or benevolent in nature and try to recruit their leader, Vindicator, to join the X-Men. Uh, this angers Deadpool because he believes in the gender-neutral naming conventions of X-Teams. He sets out on a mission to make contact and recruit Vindicator to the X-Force instead. The plot thickens when Deadpool and crew haphazardly cause violence in Toronto and they stumble across on the Lamb Juggernaut and cause Alpha Flight to intervene. Chewbacca is the Sasquatch and manages to rip Deadpool's arms out of their sockets in the ensuing scuffle, followed by a baby arms gag. Of course. Yeah, I thought that would be a perfect spot for baby arms. Another game. another baby arms. They learned Alpha Flight is benevolent, but Puck, uh, who's the, like, the lamest member of Alpha Flight, right. ends up betraying the team by selling sensitive maple syrup industry-related information to the Russians. Enter Omega Red. X-Force and the remaining members of Alpha Flight team up to stop Omega Red and the Russians. And I said, I want to see this movie so bad. Please, for the love of Canada, at least team up or brutally defeat Alpha Flight. Disney will own everything soon, so hopefully the crossover can happen. <laughs> and that was it. It was like 11 yeah. messages long. 
Yeah, they totally probably did not. Read yeah, it. not it at all. It's too but long I, of a chain. But I tagged David Leach, and I'm like, how many 11 post tags does David Leach actually end up in? Probably like 900 of them. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think there's that, because I never, I looked, I looked yeah. to see if he was tagged, what he was tagged in. I couldn't oh, find okay. anything else. So I think I think what we've done is probably special, but I did copy all the pictures and put them on Facebook then, or it's just the Ronan Geek page. Okay. All the all of them are on there in photo format. Fantastic. Hopefully our Deadpool 3 dreams come to fruition. It would be nice. Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be shocking. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, like what better way, because they really have reverence for nothing. I mean, in this last one, they just killed off the original Deadpool from X-Men Origins Wolverine, just for the hell of it. Yeah, I know, but I think that there was, uh, that was done as a fan appreciation yeah. to them originally screwing it up. Well, I'm a fan, and I would appreciate... Chewbacca yeah. being in Deadpool 3. Well, there's fans who would appreciate a lot of things, I suppose. <laughs> they probably have to ignore. <laughs> but if it happens, that'd be very cool. That would be pretty cool. So Deadpool 3. Look for it in theaters. Maybe never. We'll see. Oh, it uh, will happen. They make so much money as opposed to what they spend. Yeah, the last one must have made an absolute ton. I think it's making more than Solo. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, in fairness, it's been out longer than Solo, has it not? Yeah, but I think it's on track to earn more. Yeah, so it's nearing $600 million worldwide, which will make it one of the highest-grossing R-rated movies of all time, I think. If Forbes tells us. Nope, we'll never find out, because the entire page is ads. It's all um, ads. See, it made $745 million. So yeah, Deadpool 2 is probably on track to get somewhere near that, if not just a little bit less, yeah. which usually happens with sequels. I think they only spent, what, like $80 million or something like that on it? Well, no, they spent more on this one than they did the first one. They spent double. No, that's right. That's what I meant, the, the yeah. second one they spent. Yeah, so they spent a hundred and... What did we look up last week? Like $115 million. Oh, So okay. basically just double what they spent on the first one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it was worth it. Super good movie. You should go see it. But I figured we'd start first with just news and kind of get into what we've been playing and what we've been working on. I've personally been playing Crawl again because I just love that oh, game God, and I'm trying Crawl. to unlock everything in it. Uh, more Warhammer 2 for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the patch came out for... Uh, they reintroduced Norska into the Grand Campaign, which is uh, a bunch of chaos, um, like Viking-esque characters in the okay. north. Okay. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Like, what, are they they, called? what are they called? Norska. N-O-R-S-C-A. Norska. Yeah. Um, weren't uh, an original faction of the game, uh, though they are in the Warhammer Total War 2. Oh, interesting. So they're taking factions that appeared in, in offshoots and um, are now moving them in. Yeah, like uh, like they were always there, like Fringe of Lore. Like the men in the north were always mm. mentioned. So now they're kind of, they've become their own faction. Yeah. And it was actually a pretty entertaining faction to play as. Also, they introduced... Uh, three new lords, one of which was free, and the other two were a DLC pack. Okay. Uh, one Do they was... usually hide stuff like that behind paywalls, or...? Um, they... Okay, so it's Creative Assembly. Okay. And I think Sega's their publisher. Really? I think so. You have to fact check that. Yeah, yeah. But normally, yeah, there's a lot of paywalls with their games, which is, as a fan, very irritating. Um, but they've been loosening their grip on some of it. Uh, their most notorious paywall is blood and gore, <laughs> where if you zoom in on the characters, yeah. there's not normally actually blood in the game. Yeah. But when you buy a DLC, it's usually like a couple bucks. Yeah. And then it'll add in those effects. Oh, <laughs> it's like, I got really, you. It's like, really? That's really strange. Guys. Dude, you're right. It is Sega. 
2005 to present has been yeah Sega unbelievable Sega's just uh, just as publishing now I don't think they do yeah. any development of their own yeah well they're smart good game lots of fun mm-hmm. um, trying to think if there's anything else playing no nothing I've been playing really recently I'm gonna probably dive into Stellaris okay. for the next week or so and I'll let you know how that goes that's that's another RTS right uh, it is uh, it's about taking a species as they approach interstellar spaceflight and colonization and taking them from there and kind of playing the game. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I saw a little bit about that. It yeah. actually looked very in-depth. It is. There's a lot of geometry happening on the um, maps I was seeing. There can be. Yeah. Yeah, there can be. That's cool. Uh, they've, it's gone undergone some pretty heavy changes over time. I, I'm That would be like a whole episode, so I'm so not going to So it's been in that. beta. I thought you played it. No, Stellaris is not in beta. Oh, it's not. No, Stellaris... This is going to be the beta. What? No, Stellaris is released. Oh, dang. Yeah, no, it's okay. been released for a long time. And like, if you actually took the original iteration of the game and the current iteration of the game, mm. they are very, very different. Who's talking about it? Was Ash talking about it? Um, Somebody's talking have. about it before, yeah. It may, it may have even mm. been me. I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good game series. Yeah, definitely a little bit more in-depth than Crawl, uh, which we talked about in one of our earliest yeah. pilot episodes. Actually, there's one other game we're probably going to get into recently, and, and we're obviously going to talk to its predecessor coming up. Uh, I'm going to be probably playing some Fallout 4. Ooh, nice! Have you played it before? Yeah. Oh, okay, me? I was, was going to say. Fallout 4? I was like going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the problem is always I tend to put too many mods in the game. Yeah. And so I'll get part of the storyline, and then my <laughs> file gets corrupted, and then I don't go anywhere. Because there's just so all that shit going on. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's this is really shameful to admit. But yeah. I've never actually beaten Fallout 4 yet. Yeah. For that reason. You'd have to save off, like, a separate, like, trash file, and then just yeah, dump I all think, the mods on that. I think uh, what, it, what it's come down to is there's a few mods that I have thoroughly tested that I know will not crash my, my game. Okay. I'm going to use those. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tough thing about those games. There's so many instances and paths that you can take throughout even just, yes. not just conversations, but also in the story, you know, from the get-go, you can just go wherever you want, do whatever you want. Yeah. So it's got to be a tough thing to make uh, sort of patches uh, for. It, it can, yeah, it can be. And obviously, obviously there, there are tools put up by the community to mm-hmm. help mitigate uh, multiple mods, yeah. like load order and stuff like that. Yeah. So they don't trip over each other. Cool. But, cool. Yep. One of my favorite games in the current console generation, I would say I spent an inordinate amount of time building settlements. You have to see some of oh, the settlements. They're oh, really? unbelievable. They're, like, I honestly do. There's a there's a mod on the PC that's called Sim Settlements. Uh, oh, yeah? As, as a handful plug to these guys, which will probably get net them nobody, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it we'll actually that. lets... Yeah, it lets um, settlers create their own settlements. Interesting. Yeah. I've seen some pretty crazy ones. What, what's it called? It's called Sim Settlements. Sim it's on Nexus Settlements. Ones. Yeah. I just want to look up YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. It's good for Fallout 4. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I'll show you some of mine later on PS4, man. Sure. Like, I have two, I have two profiles going. My first profile I played for a long time. I got some sick settlements in there. Nice. Really, really nice ones. All decked out with all the fixings yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's the one thing It's always hard for me to walk away from my settlements because I feel like I always got to iterate on them. Oh, dude, yes. always more you can do. Yeah, it, it was worse when uh, uh, Automata came out or Automatron. Yeah, I never. Oh, I never. I, I have that DLC, but I haven't gotten into it yet. It's my favorite just because I can make my own robot companions. Yeah, yeah. that is cool. You can, like, like, you can keep building on them, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get big. Yeah, I haven't even I made begun doing it yet. Because like, I had my original <laughs> file on my old US account, 
Yeah. And then I played through the entire game on that. And then when the DLC came out, I was trying to purchase on there, but I couldn't. Yeah. Because it's like firewalled right. between here and the US now. So I had to create a whole new Canadian profile with my Canadian credit card and then start the game completely fresh. And I'm, I'm plugging through it. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. doing well. But it's like, I think maybe I've put in like 20 hours on that versus over 100 hours on the other one. So it's like, yeah, yeah I kind of miss my old settlements. But that's how it goes, man. The one thing I want to do with that game is, uh, have you ever done any... It's where you play the game and you kind of record a journal in character. So you do it usually like on a blog or something like oh, that. Oh, like, okay. So people can read it as if... As if you're the character, the character going playing through, through the this. game. That's cool. And uh, I was considering doing that once I get my uh, companion, which I've been constantly uh, building mm. in using the uh, robots. <laughs> so, so the journal entry starts off day 178. Yeah. Yeah. Started off, started off well, with settlement X. Well, the idea is that I'm going to make my own custom companion character, which is a robot that I call Faraday. Because, like, like how they've named Curie, and there's, like, yeah, a yeah. bunch of other scientists. So I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, Faraday. So Faraday, be, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's a he's a robot that follows me around yeah. and uh, starts off as a Protectron. Creator of the vacuum tube? Is that Faraday? Uh, Faraday tube? Uh, the big thing, of course, is Faraday's cage. Which is oh, the, which that's is what I'm the thinking of. Building a, um, something that will kill signal. Oh, okay. That's, but, that's you know, what I'm Faraday, thinking Faraday's yeah. on a lot of yeah. but yeah. Very good. Getting into science here on the Rona Geek official podcast. Yeah, very loose, speculative science. So <laughs> that we are most likely wrong on. <laughs> yes, uh, almost certainly wrong on. <clears throat> if you're using Occam's razor to determine which science is correct, you can quickly cut our science out. So yes. make it easy. Very, yeah. very easy. Just assume that we're always wrong. <laughs> Safe. In, in historical fact, if it doesn't, if it's not games, it's probably wrong. <laughs> Speaking of being right about some things, I think Yonder is a great game. So I mentioned it last week. You did. Been playing more of it. Uh, Yonder's awesome. Uh, it's a game. It's it's uh, open world. It's a settlement sort of uh, farming kind of game. Yep. Uh, however, there's no combat. So there's no combat elements to Which it. I'm so yeah, it would be like an early uh, Harvest Moon type game. Yeah. Going really well. Uh, I think there's five farms in the game in total. I've uncovered them all. And each one is kind of taking shape into its own sort Same. of theme. Yeah. So the only downside is that the farms aren't huge. Right. So like if you were to combine all the farms, it would be like maybe the size of one farm on Harvest Moon. You need to play more Stardew Valley, man. Well, I'm like 50 hours in. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I played a crap ton of Stardew I think, Valley. Uh, I think multiplayer is going to be coming to Switch. Yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah, you mentioned that last rumor, week. Yeah. Rumor has it. But so. rumors are often wrong. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. Or not. You pr you heard it here probably third. Probably third or fourth. <laughs> and that's kind of what we're known for. Yeah. Pokemon Quest I've been playing uh, on the Switch. Just came out a few days ago. Pokemon Quest is um, a surprise. It kind of didn't have anything I actually big announcements. It, which is sad. Oh, it's just now? Until you mentioned it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this game is a Pokemon game. It is not a full-fledged Pokemon game wasn't announced beforehand and i can see why i think it would have caught a lot of flack and criticized like it would have gotten yeah. hyped up and then completely sh shredded kind of yeah thing. it would have gotten absolutely shredded if yeah. it had been announced beforehand uh so it just sort, sort of dropped all at once a few days ago the straight and to vhs pokemon games. yeah you got it you got it it's <laughs> that's kind of how it feels uh so it's a blocky art style oh similar to minecraft it takes place on an island that i forget the name of it's called like blockville or Block Town or Block Sorry, Island. Is this, or... is this Minecraft meets Pokemon? Nah, it's yeah. I wish actually, I wish. <laughs> so it's not that good. That would be fantastic, um, actually. So the game starts off. You choose a Pokemon friend, and the starters are the original three starters. And Pikachu. And Pikachu and Eevee. 
Oh, so it's pretty much Pokemon Yellow plus Eevee. Yeah. So I chose Eevee. Wait, no, when Yellow... No, you couldn't get Charmander or Squirtle or... You only got Pikachu. Yeah. Never mind. Ignore it. But they're all there. Yeah. They're all there. So you can choose whichever one you want. I don't know if there's any evolutions in the game. I don't think there are. Why take Eevee? Well, I didn't know that at first. I kind of figured it out as I went along that there's no evolution. I mean, I guess some people like Eevee, but I mean, Eevee is really cool in my book because it could... It's like a modular Pokemon. It could be so many different things. Well, here's the weird thing. So they have this nice little island to run around on. However, you don't control anything that happens on the screen in terms of movement. The Pokemon just sort of runs aimlessly until he runs into another Pokemon. And then they rumble. And then you have to, like, you can either just let him go and he'll just keep attacking on his own. Or you can select one of his moves. Okay. And then, so it's kind of like an interactive fish tank or ant farm, I guess? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And Slightly then interactive. After each exploration, they call it, yeah. uh, you go back to a base camp, and at the base camp you use ingredients that you've cooked up to make stew. Okay. And apparently this stew attracts new Pokemon who then join your team. Interesting, because they're starving, and they're like, well, i got nothing else yeah, going Yeah, apparently the stew is... <laughs> and the, to this smells vaguely like the guy tried to fight the other day and beat me up, so I want to join these guys. Yeah, I mean, these are potentially Pokemon you, you have shit kicked already at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're just showing up. Well, if you can't beat Broken them. and starving. <laughs> I don't know, it's a really strange game. Yeah, that that's really odd. So you don't it? catch them. You don't catch them. No, you just beat them mercilessly you until just... <laughs> they realize that you are the master. And then you offer them food. And then you offer them it's food. It's some sort of psychological torture. Yeah, so that they can join your posse. <laughs> this does not sound like a Pokemon game. This sounds like Mafia 4. It's pretty brutal, man. <laughs> so I did a couple rounds of it. I did a couple bouts of exploration. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't get it. So there's there's you collect sort of materia-like stones as you go throughout the exploration, and you can supplement... The Pokemon's abilities with that and stats. So you can actually take any Pokemon in the game, I think, in theory, and make them as strong as any other Pokemon. Because what okay. matters is that you're attaching these stones to them to level them up. It's like a Materia, Final Fantasy-esque level up system. Okay. Yeah. This game's painful to think about. Yeah, it's pretty rough so far. I'm but not I mean, loving it. We are but... in the age where all things go to die. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this honestly, like I was sort of speculating about what it could be so obviously it's not a mainline entry right it's okay. something that will probably just be a throwaway once the official switch pokemon games come out which we'll talk about next right but like, i don't know that this is going to connect in any way to those and i also don't know that unless you're extremely new or extremely veteran you might not find any use for this game you I'll might just be looking i'll, forward I'll to actually check game. it out in earnest yeah i'm too i'm too casual of a gamer to really care about everything that comes out pokemon but i do want mainline entries at this point it's got, it's kind of entertaining. You you market yourself as a casual gamer. I'm marketing myself as the exact opposite. Yeah, but I, probably not that far apart from. Well, me. actually, I can't say that. I was just looking at my Switch, and you know, I put in like 170 hours on Legend of Zelda. On like, Switch, yeah, <laughs> and mostly in handheld mode. It's amazing. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Actually, uh, totally off topic. So you feel free to edit this if you want or leave it in as mm. appropriate. I actually went out of my way and I bought a. Uh, it's like an arm that attaches to your uh, the headboard of your bed and will actually hold your switch in front of what? you, so you can like just use the play with the controller. <laughs> so you're not holding it because you know your arms get tired, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally a first world. That's problem. amazing. 
but it's That's amazing. It's pretty phenomenal. I never get heard of it. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon for like thirteen bucks. Yeah, you got to yeah. get the name of it so you can plug it on here. Oh, just look at um, Amazon like switch holding arm yeah. or something like that. It's got like a uh, like the soft little grip thing to. Yeah, it's like, it's like the expandable. Yeah. thing that you could use it for like an iPad or whatever. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good shout out. So actually, we'll leave that in. It's a good idea. Yeah. So and you'll need it because coming up, officially announced are Pokemon Switch titles, including Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. I'm sorry, Pokemon Let's Go colon Pikachu. I don't want to forget that. Pikachu's colon, right? Yep. Or uh, Pokemon Let's Go colon Eevee. So and these are so, officially So it's not Pokemon Switch. Go. It's not Pokemon Go. <laughs> but it's kind of Pokemon. Pokemon go. Let's Go. Pokemon Expanding Let's the vocabulary. <laughs> Doesn't it motivate you to go? No. No? No. <laughs> no. How about just to go out and buy it? No. No. <laughs> Uh, does it motivate you to go and look it up online? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could spare a few minutes, yeah. This is, well, good news. I already wrote down all the notes oh, here. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> You're like, this is like a podcast is informative or something. I'm like a search engine for you. So, it do, so this also doesn't appear to be a mainline entry. Speculation has included guesses that this is a full blue, red, yellow remake because it takes place in, in Kanto and has the 151 original Pokemon. Okay, this sounds good already. Or... Uh-oh. Or, Why did you say that like that? And uh, I held up my yeah, hand. Yeah, I know. You're stopping me. Stopping like, motion. like, please don't get your hopes up. They're about to be dashed. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that would be more like this. <laughs> okay, bring it down a bit. <laughs> so, or even a mixing of genres because of some footage that shows players quote throwing pokeballs similar to pokemon go so i'm sorry so wait a second they have not showcased any combat in the preview so far god damn it (laughs) (laughs) of course not (laughs) they haven't shown any combat to supplement your pokemon ball your pokeball throwing though uh there's even a pokeball plus peripheral that's coming out which serves two purposes you use it as a peripheral as you play the game on Switch. So the Switch is connected to your TV. You're holding this ball, and it's connected to your Switch via Bluetooth or whatever. And right. you hold on to it as you do a tossing motion. And then throw it in your TV screen. And then throw it directly into your TV screen. Right. Please tell me this has a wristband attached to it. So it didn't look like there was a wristband there attached to it. There probably is. There will be, yeah. I would really hope so. Yeah. They learned their lesson with the Wii, right? And this is, this is a ball. It's not even a remote. <laughs> like it's it is like perfect literally for designed for throwing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jesus Christ. So there's also a second use in which you can potentially take a Pokemon with you from the game. So there's LED indicators Sorry. on the ball to indicate some sort of communication from the Pokemon housed within. So am I to understand that... Oh, okay, so it's not like we're 3D printing Pokemon and no. dragging them around. No. Oh, okay, they're in the I ball. I think they just got leave it, got in it. the ball, yeah. I'm yeah. just being an idiot, ignoring it. And me. then... Oh, no, that's fine. But it's more speculation. It could have some Tamagotchi elements to it. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, or even a tie-in with the Pokemon Go game via Bluetooth when you're away from home. And um, then the reason why I think that, though, is because they're saying you're going to be able to import pokemon from pokemon go on your phone to your switch but then they live in like a pokemon go park so they oh, may not okay they, so they may not be yeah usable it might be the like game. the breeding center kind of thing yeah exactly um and like that uh that whole bring it with you wherever you go thing that is the exact same thing as uh what they did with pokemon yellow you could get a pikachu it was like a called a pikachu walk or whatever and it would sync up with your yeah Nintendo, and that's you, right and you would have like a tamagotchi yeah and it would it would gain experience as you walked around i remember that yeah that was forever ago. Yeah. What was that, what was that little device called? I, I, it was just called like a 
Pocket Pikachu or that something That came out like that. for, like, what did it come out for? It came out for, like, X and Y or Black and White or something? No, I think it, no, this was, like, yell, the days of Pokemon Yellow. Really? I think. I'm thinking of another thing that came out after. Maybe. I, I don't know. I might just be crosswires on that. Yeah, we should look up just, like, Pokemon peripherals sometime. But, yeah, there, there so there was that. I think I remember that because it showed Pikachu on the screen. Yeah. And then there was this other one that came out back with Pokemon X and Y. I think on it was the first Pokemon that came out when the DS Lite was out. Okay. I remember it was a big marketing thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, X and Y. I don't think I actually played. Yeah. There was a, there was a little I can't remember what it was called. Little little Poke accessory for that Tamagotchi. Po- po- poke dongle. Poke dongle. Yeah. It was yeah. probably the Poke dongle. Yeah. Oh no! And then for Pokemon Go, there was the watch that failed as an accessory. Right. Yeah. 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 And I can't remember what that was called either. And then the Poke Tracker was it the Poke Tracker? The probably the Pokemon Stop because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, the the Pokemon we lost millions of dollars on this yes. project. Yeah, and then uh, so those didn't sell, and then now they're coming out with a Pokeball Plus. At least it's in the shape of something, explicitly in the shape of something that people will want to buy, like a Pokeball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So. I can dig it. Let's see where it goes. We'll see, man. Well, I mean, Pokemon Go was like, it. that was the heyday of Pokemon, I would say. Pokemon Go might have been the peak of Pokemon popularity back in 2016. The peak. That is dangerous. No, I honestly, man, so oh, many people it. were playing it for that I, very short period of time. No, I know. It's unfortunate because if they had just kept doing content, it mm-hmm. could have been the biggest game of all. Well, time. they would have had to, for it to be... Battling would have had to be a thing. Yeah, PvP would have had to be a thing. Yes. So yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and trading. Yes. PvP trading and item trading. If they had done those things, they, it also would have helped cut down on all the piracy, which is still a problem, but I'm hearing they're banning ca- accounts faster now Okay. for uh, geo-spoofing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're banning a lot more accounts now. But that's the reason why I think they're not allowing people to actually use the Pokemon Go monsters in the Pokemon Let's Go games because a lot of them are just from geo-spoofed accounts. Right. So, I think I've got to actually re-download that and use it yeah. as a way to encourage me to go outside and run around. Dude, it's great. I Honestly, every time uh, my, my wife Amanda and I would go out for a walk, I'm always playing it. So yeah. I still do, yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. And there's hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon in there at this point. Oh, they've added a bunch, yeah. So many, like three generations. So still there's probably added PvP, though. There's well over 300 in there. No PvP. But they did that in raids. So now you can raid uh the gyms and there's like boss pokemon on them yeah and you get special things for beating those pokemon my friend actually hates me right now because i still have refused to join any of the factions and i am adamant that i am part of team rocket (laughs) wait you you managed to start the game without choosing a faction yeah you can do that yeah when you when you had the game originally yeah you did not pick a faction until like level like 10 or something like that no kidding yeah so i was like please choose your faction i just hit back every time that's amazing. And then I play the game and I'm so you're just out of it that you're Team Rocket. Yeah, I just also have like participated in any of the gyms or anything like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Whenever anyone asks, like, what level are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, what faction are you part of? I'm like, Team Rocket. And they look at me like I'm an idiot. And then I explain to them very quickly that I have no faction. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. That's yeah. amazing. So there's Kanto region Pokemon now, Johto, and Hoenn. So there's three generations oh, cool. of Pokemon okay. in here now. So you can see, like, so my Kanto the... list is pretty full. And oh, then you wait, scroll hold on a second. Am I understanding now I can get Bidoof? Uh, I believe you can get Bidoof if he was Hoenn. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Pokemon Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. And those are slated to come out November 16th. November 16th this year. Now, is Niantic doing this one, or is this actually Nintendo? It's not like, Niantic. Or, or I, I believe it is in-house Nintendo. I don't believe it's Game Freak, though. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Game Freak is probably working on whatever official next iteration is coming out. Right. Yeah. The next for the for the Switch that they deny was ever coming out and now kind of tentatively saying it is. Yeah. Which they they do that a lot with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like we heard that like oh we're not making a Smash game for the Switch. And then obviously they're making a Smash game. All of a sudden the they're making a Smash game for the Switch. And it's yeah. like why even say it in the first place? Like it's like, it's like they're they like they're so against making more of their original IPs that they're like adamant about it. But then of course the community cries out like, "Hey, like keep making these games. We enjoy them for a reason." Yeah. So it says Game Freak is still working on a core Pokemon game coming twenty nineteen. Yeah, coming. Well, yeah, coming 2019. Yeah, speculatively 2019. So then, this one is a different developer in house. We are getting Red Dead this year, right? Red Dead's happening this year. Yep. Has been a lot of updates on that. I think uh, Rockstar's probably waiting for E3 to do any yeah. big reveals for oh, that they'll, game. They'll probably tank in a huge reve- mm-hmm. uh, reveal. The yeah. one thing I do like about Rockstar is I and I'll give them credit where credits due. They give their games a lot of love post launch these days. Oh, and ridiculous amounts of love. Their games are more and more just fun just fun to play yeah with gta 5 what i love about it is almost every week there's some new piece of content coming out for it there was there was the almost like match matchbox race car tracks they did a while ago and there's always new car packs coming out with classic cars and things like that to try to emulate and they're uh, like a money sink though That'd constant be oh yeah, there, there were so many people originally modding their game. And they were like dropping cash on like, mm-hmm. the airport and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I totally didn't do it. Please, Rockstar, don't ban my account. But um, <laughs> no, no like, I didn't do it myself. Like, but I would go over there and pick up money in a hypothetical universe where I did that. So, but I would never mod my game. Just that's, to, a, that's just actually to, true. Just to reiterate, just to reiterate, GTA Five has sold ninety million units since it came out in twenty thirteen. I'll have you know that I've actually bought two copies of gta 5 really yes i bought one originally the vanilla game and i and i might have bought a used copy a couple times after that uh i got a copy for my ps3 mm-hmm. and i got a copy for my pc when the pc release came out. nice nice um a hundred percent in support of rockstar um i think it's fantastic what they're doing well and they're clearly 100 percent in support of the community i uh, mean i'm not a huge fan of the microtransaction model that they have to buying those better vehicles but that is neither here nor there that is a product of our of our current market yeah at least you're getting something though like yes. piece of content it's not just it's not just something you need to play the game that's hiding behind no. a paywall and, and there's i've not had so much fun as when i'm out there with my friends uh, working toward a large deal, like building up the warehouse mm-hmm. with goods to do that last transport sale to get that big bulk of cash. That's so much fun to me. And of course, the more the MC stuff I've played, but post MC stuff, I have not done much. And I actually think I regret that because there's the new heist. There's the, yeah, the, the car racing stuff that you mentioned. I think we're going to see a lot of good stuff. I, I, I would be, mind boggled if there wasn't a uh <laughs> battle royale mode in red dead i can almost guarantee there will be. i think they'll still add one into gta 5 somehow they're, oh yeah. they're trying to find a way to do it it's so huge right now but the cool thing though is that when they do that for red dead i bet any money they'll they'll still be vehicles and stuff like that yeah right? so like in the sense of like horses carriages and stuff like well that. this game takes place late enough there's probably going to be early automobiles in it too really yeah you think it so, takes place right? in the 1900s or no no it takes place in the 1890s so you'd at least be seeing like proto model t's and stuff like that 
Holy shit! Really? Yeah. I actually did not know. There it was, was there was late. a there was a broken down car in the first Red Dead Redemption in the bigger town, Blackwater. Oh shit! Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So no, I th- I think there will be automobiles. There'll in be this. at least certain areas of the map yeah. that'll be more automotive. Right. I think I think it was just difficult for them to do fully back then to fully realize back then just yeah. because the constraints of the system. But now fact, it's opened up so much. Right. Gaming. Right. Insane. Yeah. They can pretty yeah. much do whatever they want at this point. Oh man, that's so much more exciting. Not that I like cars more than horses, but just that that mix. So get this: GTA Five has made six billion dollars since launch. To put that in perspective, the highest-grossing movie of all time, just on sheer dollars, was Avatar, like two point nine billion. That is insane. Yeah. Like to actually, well, that that makes sense though. It does because Avatar, you're sitting there for what, like two hours and mm-hmm. whatever minutes. And you're experiencing th- something that you cannot interact with. Right. Except for on a mental level of like mm-hmm. ooh, your imagination. But with Grand Theft Auto, it's you interact with it, you play it, you get frustrated by bugs, yada, yada, yada. But like the thing is that you will always guarantee having more enjoyable hours out of it than Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. So I it think, makes sense. Yeah, as much as you can possibly get. And on top of that, I think that number is actually much lower than what it should be because i think they're basing that off 90 million copies sold not even the in yes i I think the in-game transactions are probably making a million dollars a day a million a day i bet i bet i bet money they're making oh that seems like too much no i don't think so a day yeah still this game has been on the npd top 10 selling list and on the npd uh, uh top traffic for online gaming now for the last the last five years solid I don't think I should like get some. Uh, are they publicly traded? <laughs> <laughs> I think Rockstar is publicly traded under Take Two Interactive. Yeah. Time to buy some uh, some stuff before Red Dead. Oh comes out. yeah, man, big time. It's happening. <laughs> Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. So let's see. We've been on a we've been on a rock star tangent here, but what we were going to talk about after Pokemon was actually Fallout. war, no, and the fact that war never changes. Oh yes, okay. Sorry, you were doing a thing. I didn't realize it. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll get better at that stuff. No, I gotta, no, no. We we'll come up with we like a signal get better at that so stuff. I can like wink. I can wink with that eye, the one I can't see. No, no. Okay, the one facing you. What are you, Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> Look, right. our plans are not great. So let's just right. let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, Fallout, yeah. War, it never changes. Uh, the trailer's getting a lot of buzz for Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a lot of good substantive information on it yet. Uh, a lot of speculation out there, a lot of rumors flying around. We're in that in-between time right now when a game's been officially confirmed, but there's no good information out there from the publisher or the developer on it so we're in this in-between time right now when it's just everybody's just it's this it's that it's this it's that it it could be anything what what is the date for their launch at um e3 what's their what's their um time slot do we know uh i can look it up let's find out uh e3 2018 well anyway bethesda will be sometime between E3, which is June starting. 10th and June 12th. <laughs> oh, down there. I saw something. After Rage 2. After Rage 2. Ah. 
Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and or Doom. Ooh. Yeah, but why don't they name the actual conference time? So everyone's calling Fallout 76 multiplayer. I didn't actually see the um, release. Did they no, actually no, but they didn't, they didn't confirm it. Polygon came out with a rumor article stating that they expected it to be a multiplayer game. And then everyone ran game. with it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because that's what I thought. I never saw anything. Because, like, if they were going to announce it as a multiplayer title, you would see probably, I would assume, two characters on screen at the end. They go, we have this guy here that says Vault mm -hmm. 76. Mm -hmm. You would assume you would see two to confirm multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, so, some hint that it would be. Uh, so, some things about multiplayer in the Fallout world, if you haven't played a lot of Fallout, like we have. So, Fallout actually has a system built in called VATS which is a special targeting system that you can use that yeah. is very RPG-like, turn-based RPG-like in, in its core elements because you can actually choose at any time during a battle, if you have enough action points, to essentially stop time and choose a place on an enemy's body to target. Yeah. And there's a percentage associated with the success of hitting that target. So, which leads to some really cool in-game animations and yes. deaths and explosions and all kinds of things. But that system, the VAT system, which is core to the Fallout uh, universe since, since the very beginning. Since three. Well, no, it was in the first two as well. Yeah, but not in the same way. Well, right. right. It's, it's yeah. more, it definitely has more weight in a 3D universe. Since I mean, Fallout like, it doesn't really have time dilation, though, because VATS was effectively still... I mean, like, the original Fallout games were turn-based, mm. so... So they might have something built in where your targeting system automatically airs more toward limbs or torso or head or whatever. So maybe there's a system built in for modern yeah, weapons to I'm, do that. I'm but... thinking like if it's a multiplayer and people are worried about the VAT system being in the game, I think that all that they will do is either the players will share a VAT pool. Mm -hmm. and oh. But either way, it'll just be when one person triggers VATs, the other person will experience the time dilation. They, they have VAT, to. Because VATs doesn't stop anymore. It slows down. But what if you're in an open area and you can see people in the distance who are battling and you're not involved in the fight? What happens to you? Suck it up, buttercup. Well, can you shoot them with a sniper rifle from far away while they're in vats and you're not? Well, I think that it's going to pull the whole world into vats as opposed to just some people in the area. It's like the entire game Like frame. that whole server. But, well, the whole... but I think multiplayer is not... If, if, if it is multiplayer even, if it is, one of two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be a very limited amount of people, mm. they will all be affected by VATS, or it'll be a small amount of people. If it does do like that, mm. like I think of like a dome. Okay, this dome is now in VATS, so everyone slows down. That's what you're saying. But you can't affect what's inside that dome. I think that as soon as you shoot, it'll travel in real time, but then it hits that dome and it'll slow down. Mm. And then as soon as the VATS stops, it'll speed back up and, and hit the intended target. That would actually work. It would work. It cool. would, there would be some some balance issues, but I mean, ultimately, it is what it is. It's just you, you got to realize that there are going to be some sacrifices to get the effect. Yeah, and I think overall, like I think this is going to air more toward world building, so and sort of you know base creation and things like that, and maybe collaboration. It it, it is going to be interesting. If it, like I said, if it's multiplayer, I think it's going to be drop in, drop out co op. Mm -hmm. um, I would love, love, love to see it where it's like. Okay, here's like a world. It's like the Virginia map. There you go. Yeah. And it's like, all right, 10 on 10, go at it. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen. It would be cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll happen. Okay. And yeah, if they and do that, they there's, there's they're factions. Just, they'll that, probably just take out fast from multiplayer. Yeah, there's also factions in the Fallout universe that could come into play here. Yeah. If, if it is set up as a multiplayer game, that it would be interesting. I mean, it would be cool to see like uh, NCR fighting mm -hmm. uh, like Rust Devils. Yeah. 
or something like that. So yeah, yeah throw in the enclave, throw in whatever. Yeah, whoever, right? So the game does look like it's going to take place in West Virginia or Virginia. Uh, as we know from Fallout lore, Vault 76 is actually on the border of Virginia and West Virginia. So that's where it's located. Well, they, then, may, they may also tweak that position a bit. Sure, sure. And then, But there's oh, also a song. Oh, yeah, these other guys didn't really know yeah. that it was actually in Virginia. In the trailer, though, there's also a song, and I'll look up yeah, the song yeah. here that's playing, that yeah, is actually singing about, about Virginia, the Blue Mountains yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I, I think Oh, no, it's, it's definitely taking place in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Or in the Virginia area. Interesting so. they call out in the song, though, the mountains specifically. So because maybe a large portion of the game takes place underground, and maybe you're trying to... Well, it's an old song, right? Yeah, yeah, it's an old song, but yeah, it's not referring directly to Fallout, unless they had premonitions of the future. Which would be pretty entertaining. Who sang it? That's what I'm curious about. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Fallout. Virginia song. Country Roads uh, by John Denver. Uh, yep, John Denver. Cool. Maybe I'll splice a bit of it into the podcast so we can hear it. Oh, maybe. Oh, to lead in. That'd be so cool. And you know what? Overwatch, Soldier 76... So the character from Vault 76. Oh, that's funny. That's More tie-ins. As many as we can get. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all we know about the game so far. Uh, so Vault 76 is a is a control vault, like we were talking about earlier in, in yes. the lore of Fallout. And what the control vault is, well, the vaults in general, there was a lot of science experiments running right. and social experiments running in different vaults that the government set up. Yep. So the control... Most of the time, unbeknownst to people. Right. No, the all developers. the time. Yeah. Much. Uh, the and the control vaults were the as advertised vaults. Yeah, yeah. So there so was a little few. more utopian, well well stocked, fewer well, weapons. Utopian kind of to a degree. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think seventy six was hardwired to open twenty years after yep. the incident. That's when the game takes place. Twenty years after. Yeah. So it takes place earlier than every other Fallout game to date, including the old ones. Yeah. 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 So this is uh, unexplored territory, more mm. or less. I mean, we've heard hints of this time era Yeah. in the other things, but 76 is actually mentioned a couple times in the games, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Early on. It yeah. wasn't in the recent ones, I don't no, think. No, no, yeah. In, uh, no, in um, uh, the Fallout 3, um, the space expansion, it was in there. Yeah. It was in Mothership of, Zeta. Yeah. Yep. It was in one of the... Uh, vaults, computers, I want to say, I'm probably wrong on this, but I want to say it was New Vegas. Oh. Huh. And then there was one mention of them in Fallout 4. Speaking of Fallout New Vegas, I would love a super high-res remake, or just rehash for PS4, PC. Um, I'd be very happy. There is a mod coming up to PC that uses Fallout 4 yeah. mechanics and appearance but the world of fallout that'd be 3 so cool with follow uh sorry with new vegas with new yeah. vegas's uh social mechanics yes in, in fallout yeah because in so fallout it's, new it's, vegas it's, it's yeah. exactly new vegas but all of the stuff that's good about fallout 4 is yeah that. yeah because fallout 4 your alignment is just based on directly on the choices you make but yes. in fallout new vegas it's more of like an accumulation of you know who you've attacked and who you've helped kind of thing yeah. So I would love to see that come in from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I think very cool. System. I think most people will say that. So uh, as far as the social skills were concerned, Vegas, uh, New Vegas was the tops, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would say so. But um, New Vegas yeah. is probably still my overall favorite. Out, uh, out I of like the, the, 3D sh- ones. the shooting mechanics are the best in mm-hmm. Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. They refined the shooting mechanics to where they need to be. Uh, New Vegas, though, I think, yeah, yeah. I love Fallout 4. So speaking of vaults, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the vaults 
that were experimental in nature. Oh, so and these these point. actually appear in the games. So I only chose ones that appear in the games. So there's yep. some from the expanded universe of Fallout that appear in like the Penny Arcade comics and such. Uh, I won't talk about those here. Yeah. So but some of my favorite ones, uh, including uh, Vault 108. This is the the infamous Gary Vault. So it's like you remember one of, the, one of the best vaults from Fallout Three. Yeah. So in Fallout Three, uh, which is the Capital Wasteland in and around Washington D.C., yep. uh, Bethesda, Maryland, that area there. Uh, so there is a vault in a capital wasteland. It was set up as a social experiment to test the conflict for leadership among its inhabitants. So it was set up such that the first overseer of the vault only had a 40 year tenure because they're trying to grow clones in this vault who will then come up. So they have no social background whatsoever and then try to take over. Yes. So, well, so what ends up happening is the vault was heavily armed to begin with. Uh, and the clones ultimately became hostile toward non-clones and took over the vault in an armed uprising. So when you find the vault in Fallout 3, it is populated only by clones of a guy named Gary uh, who communicate with one word, the name Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. And you hear him in the background, yeah. and then some of them just run right up to you with a weapon and just yell, Gary! Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Yeah, it's it's whoever designed that, kudos freaking genius to you. i That's love it fantastic i love it the gary vault and then yeah other guys because he was not mentally there i don't think <laughs> yeah and and it's funny because when you see their names pop up on the screen they're all gary they're all gary gary number yeah gary number yeah. yeah so funny so that's Vault 108. Pretty disturbing, but that's the idea of what we're getting at here with the uh, Fallout games. Like, I don't want to get uh, a mod that lets me turn anybody into a companion and get the Gary companion. Oh, and all he says is Gary? Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's got to be out there. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's got to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, vault sure. 22. Sure so this Gary was in Fallout New Vegas. This is the infamous Garden Vault. So there is a vault that was designed uh, with organic sensibilities in mind. They wanted it to be self-sustaining, right, food-wise. Yes. yep. So its residents should have a constant food source forever due to the underground agriculture that was set up there. So, however, at some point, the plants mutated and began releasing spores that mutated the human residents into horrific spore-carrying creatures, which are eyeless, sharp-toothed green freaks that attack you upon arrival. Yes. It's freakish. So this is in New Vegas. That was New Vegas, yeah. Yeah. And this vault is somewhere up in the north end of the map, I remember, in New yep. Vegas. Yeah. Yep. And you, you go in there, and, and first off, it stands out because outside there's all this green, vegetation, lush yeah. vegetation. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's like, what is this? And that's one of the, the only door. areas in the game where yeah. you see vegetation. So you approach it, and you go in, and the entire vault is green. Like, it's completely covered from top to bottom. And then you find, like, broken spore sort of egg sacs here yeah. and there. Yeah, which it was, kind of, it was yeah. horrifying. Yeah, which basically yeah. suggests these things are somehow procreating and creating new versions of themselves yeah yeah and then and then they attack you and you have to kill all of them yeah i'll admit uh so i'm a huge uh, i've got no spine yeah when it comes to certain games yeah if i get too immersed i will actually uh flee in terror yeah this was more <laughs> that's of what instances. they meant for yeah that's what it's meant for yeah, no i i walked maybe i don't know maybe a hallway's worth of that yeah. vault and i was like yeah i'm done yeah. I'm just not interested anymore. I won't lie, man. I'll pull out the Fat Man. Yeah, I don't... Oh, yeah. It shoots... I it's a weapon that. in the Fallout games that shoots mini nukes. And if you're close enough to it, you you're going to get ripped up as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a good time. Enter- entertaining weapon, the Fat yeah, Man. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. So, that's Vault 22. Absolutely terrifying. Next one I wrote down was Vault 106. So, this is the... This is from... Um, vault. This Sorry, this is from Fallout 3. 
Yes. And Vault 6 is where they pumped psychotropic drugs into the air. They gave people hallucinations, and the inhabitants ended up tearing each other apart. Yeah. And they started pumping in the drugs on day 106 of occupation. So it happened early on. So these people have lived with it for a very long time, to some extent or another. 105 days of normalcy. Yeah. But then then you happen upon it in Fallout 3. Yes. And then it's just crazy inhabitants still wearing the vault suits. Just all of them are attacking you, trying to kill you. So they're all unhinged already. Which is entertaining that they have survived that long. Yeah. And With somehow, that, that yeah. level of Because that's like 200 years after the bombs dropped. And yeah. they somehow managed to survive that long. So absolutely nuts. And then the last one I wrote down was uh, Vault 11. So it's a social experiment vault. So this is in Fallout New Vegas. So the Enclave sends you on a mission uh, to a vault that was the site of a uh, really demented social experiment. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. What's up? No, no, just for all of these. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of our late spoiler alerts. <laughs> by the way, you're behind the ball. So Because yeah. New Vegas came out in like 2008. So, yeah. Upon arrival at the vault, uh, you find four skeletons and a hollow tape that detail the conversation between five people conversing about committing suicide. So very friendly, very rosy mm-hmm. conversation you yep. walk into. So very nice situation. You have four skeletons on the floor, of course. So through further exploration, you learn that the residents were told upon arrival that they would have to sacrifice one resident to the computer each year or face annihilation by the computer. Yes. So pretty messed up social experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One such... uh, Oh, sorry. So one block within the facility, uh, it was called Justice Block, uh, gained control and would force their will on the residents. So they tried to coerce one resident named Catherine Stone uh, to do, quote, favors for them in exchange for her husband's life, or they were going to recommend him for the sacrifice that year. Yeah. So she went through with it, and then they still chose the husband to kill her husband, yeah. and she went mad, and then murdered them all. And then yes. she took over the vault. Right. And then there was an uprising from Justice Block to take it back over, ensuing war, and at the end, only five people left. Right. Because and... humanity is awesome. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's funny, because they're hinting at... This is the the micro version of what's happened outside. outside. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and then at the end, there's five people all, all about to commit suicide. And then what you learn is that's exactly what the computer wanted. So then the computer yes. opens the vault door to release those last five survivors mm-hmm. because they refuse to kill anyone else. They're just going to kill right. themselves. Right, yeah. I didn't want them to necessarily kill themselves. Right. wanted them just to not sacrifice somebody. Right. That was right. the whole thing. If they, if they at the beginning refused to sacrifice anybody, yep. they would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, and then uh, four out of five still decide to kill themselves. It's kind of funny. It's the it's the old adage of the only way to win this game is not to play it. Yeah, which is yeah. actually in Saturday Morning RPG. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's yeah. that from? It's from an old movie. Um, yeah, it's from uh, War Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you have, there's actually uh, a computer boss battle in the game. Yes, and the way you defeat it and get a perfect score is to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, and a computer there. in the background is like, "Why are you still standing there? Fight me." Why do you not fight? Like, it's just hilarious. Yeah. And then you win with a high-ranking uh, battle. So, yeah. Uh, pretty funny. messed up, man. But that's Fallout for you. So, got some late-breaking game news as well. Uh, we can discuss here related to Assassin's Creed. So, it's officially titled. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it is not the new setting that you'd hope for. Right. It is Ancient Greece. And it is a direct sequel to Origins. Yeah. Did you see the little short trailer for it? I did not. So it's a man kicking another man off a cliff. This is Sparta style. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You will be Laconian, most likely. Okay. And Mario Tennis Aces preview weekend is going on now. So by the time you hear this, sorry, but it's over. 
So, so for uh, the people who yeah, are pre-downloading. Late, quite literally late breaking news. Yeah, yeah, it's literally late. <laughs> Too late, actually. Post-relevance breaking news. And uh, so <laughs> it basically ran from uh, the 1st of June to the 3rd of June, which is today. Uh, and then game comes out 622. So that's Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch. And then Mega Man 11 has been officially announced. Uh, and it has slightly updated graphics. So it looks more sort of, I guess... PlayStation 1 era 2D. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, because N64 had a uh, Mega Man that was 3D. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not 3D. Yeah. No, it's no, still, it's still just a side-scroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still looks extremely tough and classic Mega Man. Well, people have been wanting one for so long now because like there was all of those other like knockoff Mega Man games being oh, made. Oh, dude, so many, dude. Some of them were okay, but... The trouble is those the last two that came out were old-school graphics. Yes. Even though they were more recent titles, they were 8-bit graphics. Yep. And then now that's all people seem to want, so there's been kind of a, a yeah, pushback retro, against retro this. Arcade. Yeah, retro yeah. arcade. Yeah, there's been a pushback against this online. Interesting. Yep. Yep. That's how it goes, man. Could be good. Yeah, people want the old stuff. Oh, they think they want the old stuff, and then something iterates on the old stuff well, and then people are like, oh, no, wait, we wanted that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly that, how it goes. That's just how we are. <laughs> we assume we know what we want, and then we find out that we wanted something else that somebody shows us, and we're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not the game you wanted, it's the game you needed. Yes. That's it for this week's Ronin Geek official podcast. Please join us again next week for a standard-length episode. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country roads, all my memories gather round her. in my Yesterday